This is Dr. Benny Tate, and I would like to thank you for tuning in to this week's message at Rock Springs Church. Wherever you are, I hope that this message encourages you and helps you grow in your walk with God. Here's this week's message from Rock Springs Church. We're going to go to John chapter 13, verse 17. This is what the Bible says in John chapter 13, verse 17. Jesus speaking. He said, if you know these things, this is so good, happy are ye that do them. <laughs> if, if you know these things, you're going to be happy, you're going to be blessed if you just do them. All right. I want to talk to you today for just a little while on saved to serve. Saved to serve. There was a bishop by the name of John Moore, and John Moore used to preach, and while he was preaching, he would tell this story. He told the story about a young man, true story, that was swimming across a lake, but he got halfway across the lake. He was fatigued. He was tired. He was drowning. He said, the young man, to his own admission, said, I knew that I was going to drown. And he said, then I felt a body come up under me, and that body supported me, and that body literally swam me to shore. And that young man said, I got to the other side of the lake. And I looked at that man and I said to him, thank you for saving my life. And then he said, I'll never forget what that man said to me. He said, make sure that you make it a life worth saving. Make sure that you make it a life worth saving. And you know what we want to do, folks? We want to live a life that's a life worth saving. Amen? Amen. We want to live that kind of life. Think about every person knows Ephesians 2, 8, 9. This is what it says. It says, for by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourself is the gift of God, not of works lest any man should boast. And most, a lot of people have memorized those verses, but they didn't memorize verse 10. And this is what verse 10 says. It says, for we are his workmanship, or we are his masterpiece, created in Christ Jesus for good works. Paraphrased, you're not saved to sit. You're not saved to sour. You're not saved to soak. You're saved to serve. You're saved to serve. And what's interesting, folks, Gallup said, Gallup poll said only 10%, that means 90% of the people in church today have no ministry within the church. They just sit, and their favorite song is, I shall not be moved. <laughs> Amen? Periodically, they will sing Standing on the Promises, but all they really want to do is sit on the premises. They just want to sit. But we're not saved, ladies and gentlemen, to sit. We're saved to serve. A husband and wife were having a conversation. And she said, honey, do you know what today is? He said, sure, I know what today is. Today's our 25th wedding anniversary. She said, well, did you get me anything? He said, yes, I did. Yes, I did. He said, it's a gift that's very expensive. It's a gift that's very much thought out. It's a 
it's a gift that's very much researched. She said, well, honey, honey, what is it? She said, he said, well, it's very expensive. It's grave lots at Memorial Cemetery. But he said, before you get, under, before you get upset, he said, I want you to understand something. They're bronze overlaid with 24-karat gold. She said, well, you know, come to think of it, that is a thoughtful gift. Uh, that's an expensive gift. So she said, perhaps that's good. Time passed, and one day she said, honey, do you know what today is? He said, sure, I know what today is. It's our 26th wedding anniversary. She said, honey, did you get me anything? He said, no. She said, why not? He said, you didn't use what I got you last year. <laughs> now, see, God has gifted every one of us to serve. God, we're gifted children. God has gifted every one of us to serve. But many times, we're not using our gift. See, I love what the Bible says in Matthew. Matthew chapter 20, verse 28. It says, the Son of Man, that's Jesus, folks. He came not to be served, but to serve. And I know of no more beautiful example than in John chapter 13. When the Bible says there were 12 men in a room, and Jesus walks into this room, and he takes a pitcher, and he pours water into a bowl, and he kneels down, and those men place those dirty feet in that bowl. And Jesus Christ, the leader of all leaders, takes a towel and he washes their feet. See, he was the one who said, I didn't come to be served, but I came to serve. The greatness of a person is not determined by the number of people that serve them. The greatness of a person is determined by the number of people they serve. True leadership is being a servant. That's what Jesus Christ was. And Jesus said these words. You want to be happy? One out of three Americans are happy. That means two-thirds are unhappy. You want to be happy? Jesus said, start serving. Because when you serve, happy are ye that do it. Now, I want to give you five words, folks, as fast as I can, that I believe can be helpful. The first word is security. See, in biblical times, they didn't wear shoes like we wear shoes. They either went barefooted or they wore sandals. And if you've been to the Middle East, you know it's dusty, you know it's dry. And they would walk those streets and their feet would get very, very dirty. And when you went to a home, the lowest servant, I'm talking about the lowest one on the totem pole, would meet you at the door and he would take a bowl of water 
and a towel. It was the job of a servant. And the servant would wash the feet of the people. The Bible says in this room, Jesus Christ took a bowl and he washed their feet. But when I read this story, there were 12 guys in that room. Why didn't they do it? Why didn't Thomas, why didn't Peter, Bartholomew, why didn't one of those guys do it? I'll tell you what I believe. I believe it was because of their insecurities. You know why a lot of people can't serve? Because they're too insecure to serve. You say, Pastor, you can't prove that. Yes, I can. Because just a short time before this incident in the book of Luke, these guys were arguing about who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom. Who's going to be the greatest? See, folks, let me tell you something. They... <laughs> We're into titles, but Jesus was into a towel. Servanthood is not about a title, it's about a towel. Servanthood is not about a corner office, it's about Christ like obedience. Servanthood is not about being famous. It's about being faithful. See, I believe the church has missed it, folks. We've made men and women that ought to be pastors CEOs. When God never called us to be CEOs, he called us to be pastors. We've made ministries that ought to be ministries, businesses. They were never meant to be businesses. They were meant to be ministries. We've made shepherds, shepherds that ought to care for the flock and feed the flock. We've made celebrities out of them. And God never meant for it to be that way. You want to be a real shepherd? A shepherd smells like sheep. A shepherd smells like sheep. Something's wrong, folks. When we're, can we see that person? Can we get to them? Jesus was with the people. Maybe not popular in 2019, but it's still true. Security. You say, well, now, wait, wait. Look at, look at Jesus in John 13 and 3. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and he was come from God, and he went to God. You know why he could serve? Because he was secure in who he was. Remember years ago, I was walking across a parking lot. And somebody said, Benny, had a pastor with me. I said, hey, he said, did you hear what he called you? I said, yeah, yeah, that's my name. 
Now, now if, if he had called me Bob, I wouldn't have answered. He said, where's the respect? The respect's in the relationship. God help us, folks. I know men, I've got friends, and their wife has to call them doctor somebody. Barbara, that's Dr. Tate. That's not Dr. Tate. That's Benny. <laughs> I knew him before he was Dr. Tate. There's a, there's a second word I want you to see, and that is seen. Seen. Now, now, many of you have been to the upper room with me. We've been into this room many, many times. And by the way, folks, this is the room where the Holy Spirit descended. This is where they had the Lord's Supper. But if you've been in this room, by the way, folks, it's not a big room. It's really not a big room. And you know, if there had been bowls and towels uh, piled up and you walked into this room, you would have noticed them. It's that small a room. You, you could not have missed it. It's that small. But 12 guys missed it because they apparently were looking at the wrong thing. They were looking, and, and by the way, there's basins and towels in every relationship. You've just got to look for ways in which you can serve people. You've just got to look for ways in which you can serve people. There's opportunities all around you if you look for ways in which you can serve people people. And what is our greatest motivation for doing it? Well, look what the Bible says. When a certain immoral woman from the city heard he was eating there, she brought a beautiful alabaster jar and filled it with expensive perfume. Then she knelt behind him at his feet, weeping. Her tears fell on his feet, and she wiped them off with her hair. Then she kept kissing his feet. And putting perfume on them. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, Simon, hey Pete, come here. Look at this woman. When I entered your home, you didn't offer water to wash my feet. She washed them with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You didn't greet me with a kiss. You neglected the courtesy of olive oil to anoint my head. But she's anointed my feet with rare perfume. I tell you, her sins, they've been many. But she's shown me much love. But a person who's forgiven little shows only little love. And by the way, there's nobody that he forgave us a little. He forgave us all a whole bunch. And that ought to be our motivation, ladies and gentlemen, seeing other people in light of what the Lord has done for us. There's a third word I want you to see. It's the word schedule. I never noticed it till this week in John 13 and 4. Look what the Bible says. And rises from the supper, he laid aside his garments and took a towel. Look here. If you're going to serve, you're going to have to lay aside some things. See, if the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. That'd be a good tweet. And if you're going to serve, 
you have to lay aside some things. See what I'm talking about, folks? Some of you need to lay aside some of your spending time <laughs> and some of your shopping time so you can have some serving time. You say, Pastor, I just don't have enough time. Well, some of you need to lay aside some of your sleeping time. You say, I can't do it. Yes, you can. It's mind over mattress. <laughs> you need to lay aside some of your sleeping time for serving time. Some of you need to lay aside some of your swapping time for serving time. Some of you are worried right now what's happening on Facebook while I'm preaching. What's going on on Instagram? Some of you are watching those goofy watches thinking, I don't know what's going on. Texting Bob while I'm talking. Some of you need to lay aside some of that sports time. Come to go to a ball game. Act like a wild Indian. Come and we sing about the goodness of God. You sit there like a wooden Indian. We missed it. I want to tell you something. Somebody had to be intentional, folks. Somebody had to bring the basin. Somebody had to bring the pitcher. Somebody had to bring the towel. And let me tell you something. If you serve God, you'll have to be intentional about it. You'll have to look for opportunities to serve. Or oh, if it falls in my lap, if it have, hey, if it just comes off the top of my head, all that's going to come off the top of your head is dandruff. You've got to look for opportunities to serve. Let me give you another word. I'm almost done. That's a lie. Listen, <laughs> the other word is shift. So the pastor, explain. I, I will. Think about Jesus. What was going to happen in the next 24 hours? I'll tell you what was going to happen. He was going to be arrested, falsely accused, go through six trials. He was going to be betrayed by his followers. He was going to be spit upon. He was going to be beaten with a cat of nine tails. He was going to be nailed to a cross. But look, you know what was on his mind? Washing feet. I would have been so preoccupied with what he was facing. But what was on his mind? What was on his mind, ladies and gentlemen, was serving other people. You say, Pastor, I'm walking through hell right now. You got any advice? Keep on walking. Keep on walking. Keep on walking. But I want to say to you, serve other people in the meantime. Shift your thinking. Carl Menninger was asked, the father of psychology, if you felt like you was going to have a nervous breakdown, Dr. Menninger, what should you do? He said, get up from where you're at. Go down the street. Find somebody who's in a worse situation than you're in and serve them. Think about this. 60% of conversations is about ourselves. 60%. It's me Let's talk about me. It's me, me, me. Listen to this. 80% of communicating via social media is about ourselves. How many hits? How many likes am I on? Oh, I did. She didn't like it. Oh, she defriended me. Get a laugh. Grow 
up. Let me tell you something. If it cost the money to like or dislike it, you'd find out how many friends you really got. That's good preaching, by the way. Yeah, if it cost some money, you'd find out how much it really matters. Jesus told us what to do, by the way. Look what he said in Philippians. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others is better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interest, but take an interest in others too. See, folks, you, there has to be a shifting in your thinking. You know, I got to thinking about Jesus washing these guys' feet. And I've washed feet before. You say, you got to be kidding. No, many times. Folks, I'm from Tennessee. We still believe the earth's flat, wrestling's real, and nobody's walked on the moon. Amen? <laughs> sure, I've washed feet. Some of the most humbling services I've ever been in. Just you say, I don't think Jesus is saying going out, go out today and find 12 guys and wash their feet. I don't think he's saying that, by the way. But I think he's saying you ought to have the attitude of a servant. And y'all to have actions to serve. Y'all to have actions to. But I got to thinking about washing these feet. And I thought, washing old Peter's. And then it hit my mind. He washed Judas's feet. That guy that was going to betray him. The guy that betrayed him. Kissed him. Betrayed him. That's wild. And Jesus Washed his feet. You know, I've been pastoring here for 30 years, and sometimes things will happen. I remember on one occasion, Barbara said, I can't believe some of the things people say about you. I said, honey, aren't we glad they don't know all the truth? <laughs> but every once in a while, somebody will be mentioned, and I say, well, have you heard about them, Pastor Ben? I said, no, no, tell me about it. Well, I'm just, I mean, this is, this is as real as I can get. I'm going to be just, I, I, I just try to be real in my preaching period. They said, they're going to another church. I said, what? Yeah. They're going to another church. And immediately you said, what crosses your mind, Benny? Here's what crosses my mind. I hope they find dead flies in their raisin bran. I'm kidding. <laughs> but you know what crosses my mind? I'll say, they wasn't going to another church when I spent all night with them in the hospital. They wasn't going to another church when their marriage was on a brink and I saw them four times. They wasn't going to another church when I went to see their grandbaby numerous times in the hospital. They wasn't going to another church. But listen, as good as that sounds, folks, that's wrong. As good as that sounds, that's wrong in me. That's wrong. And let me show you something. Look what the Bible says. And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Insomuch as you've done it unto one of the least of my brethren, you've done it unto me. Listen. Serving God 
We serve God through serving other people. But ultimately, it's not about the people. Whether they be a Judas or whether they be a John, it's about we're to serve the Lord. We're to serve the Lord. Let, let me tell you something. You want to get frustrated, you make it about people. You want to get discouraged, you make it about people. You want to get disheartened, you make it about people. Oh, they don't appreciate all I've done down there at the church. You didn't do it for them down there at the church. You did it for him. You did it for him. It's about him. And we got to shift our thinking and realize whether they appreciate me or not. I didn't do it for them. I did it for him. I did it as unto the Lord. And he sees what we do, even if it's a glass of water given to somebody in his name. Let me give you one other word and I'll quit. It's the word significance. It's the word significance. You know, Jesus washes these guys' feet after he finishes washing their feet, I can visualize him standing off in the corner. And he's looking. And he says to those guys, John 13 and 17, if you know these things, if you want to be happy, do them. If you know these things and you really want to be happy, do what you've just seen me do. See, folks, I've had the privilege. I've had the privilege to preach and be in homes where I could stand in that home and I could see the stars in the sky. But I've also been in homes where I could stand in that home and I could see the dirt on the floor. And significance has nothing to do with any of that. Significance has to do with what we do for other people. Success is about us. But significance is about other people. You want success in your life, make it about you. You want significance in your life, you make it about other people. Let me tell you one other story. In John chapter 2, Jesus and his disciples, they crash a wedding. They crash a wedding, and Jesus' mom's there, and she says, Son, come here. She said, We got a problem. He said, Mama, what's the problem? She said, We've got a social embarrassment. We're out of wine at this wedding. Bunch of Baptists had crashed it, no doubt. We're out of wine at this wedding. And then there was a group of servants. They were just servants. They were standing over here. And Jesus said, she said, guys, you, you servants, whatever my boy says, you do it. Whatever he says, do it. Somebody says, I don't know how to live the Christian life. I'll tell you how to live it. Whatever he says, do, just do it. Whatever he says, do, just do it. You say, but I don't understand. You don't have to understand. You just obey him. Leave the consequences to God. Whatever he says, do, you just do it. If he says, go, go. If he says, stay, stay. 
he says, give, give. You say, but I don't understand. No, no. Whatever he says do, just do it. And he said to those guys, see those six pots? They actually hold 25 gallons of water apiece. That's 150 gallons of water. That's a lot of water. He said, I know wine was in them, but fill them up with water. I know wine was in them, but fill them up with water. They fill them up with water. And then he says, once you get those things filled up with water, take them to the master of ceremonies. So they get them filled up with water. They water, just water, water, water. And they take them up to the master of ceremonies. And he takes a drink and he says, my God, that's the best wine I've ever put in my mouth. And the Bible says this, he don't have a clue what's happened. But it says this, those servants, they're smiling like mules eating briars. You say the Bible don't say that. Don't say they didn't smart, Alec. But anyway, they're smiling like mules eating briars because they knew what the Lord had done. <laughs> and they knew he did the miracle, but we got to be a part of it. <laughs> he did the miracle, but, but we got to be a part of the miracle. Now, let me say something. Every Sunday, the offering plate passes. And many of you are faithful to give. And because you're faithful to give, that's why we've got lights on. That's why we've got this beautiful sanctuary. That's why I'm here today. You say, Pastor Benny, if we weren't faithful to give, what would happen to you? Welcome to Walmart. <laughs> but that's why we can have service. Because you're faithful. Now some of you, when it comes to giving, you stop at nothing. But my doctor's going to see you. I've told him about you. I've told him what's wrong with you. <laughs> You've got cirrhosis of the giver. I've told him about you. But you're faithful. And some of you today serve on boards and you give weeks and nights and afternoons to God in our church. Some of you men get here early and lay your hands on me and pray for me and I'll never forget it pull up on a rainy day and guys are getting golf carts out I walk in somebody with an umbrella and these guys are out in the rain waving hot hot rainy whatever they're out there then you've got greeters handing out those bulletins these girls right down here come every week and fold and I don't forget it. Then you've got ushers. They're running around finding people's seeds and helping us receive an offering. While I preach, we've got children in nurseries and no doubt some of them screaming to the top of their lungs. 
and people in there taking care of them so we can be in here. Then you've got children's church and hundreds of people that are working every week in children's church. Then you got people that they sing. They're faithful. Even if there's multiple services, they just come and they just sing. And then somebody like me comes up and preaches. I just preach a message. And just like every service today, people give their lives to Christ. And I've often thought, we're like those waiters. I'm like those waiters. You're like those waiters. We're just filling up the pots. <laughs> we're just filling up the pots. Oh, I say, we're just filling up the pots. I say, I say, I say, we're just filling up the pots. But I want you to know, Jesus is the one that does the miracle. He's the one that turns the water into wine. <laughs> Or maybe in your case, he turned the wine into water. But either way, he did the miracle. And we get to walk out of here, and whether we passed out a bulletin, or we kept a baby, or we sang in the choir, or no matter what we did, we walk out of here and say, I got to be a part of that. 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 I got to fill up those pots. I got to experience something significant. Jesus did the miracle, but I got to be a part. You that are not serving, you're missing. You that are not serving, you're missing out. I want to give you an opportunity to fill up the pots. I want to give you an opportunity to be a part of the miracle. I don't sleep much. I don't sleep much anyway, but I don't sleep much if I really get a message on my heart. Last night, I slept three to four hours. That's all I slept. I kept wrestling with this message. Wrestling. <laughs> I know what some of you are thinking. God, as long as he's preached, I'd hate for him to be up all night. <laughs> wrestling. But I was wrestling with a message this week. It was on my heart. And I said to the Lord, I said, God, I want to be a better servant. I want to be a better servant, Lord. I really do. I'm in bed. I'm just talking to him. And I said, I really don't know where to start. And the Lord spoke to me, this gospel. He said, why don't you start where I started? I said, okay. He said, why don't you start with your bride? That's where I started. Why don't we just start with those closest to us? Why don't you just start with your bride? Why don't you just start with your husband? Why don't you start with your parents? Why don't you just start with those closest to you? And Barbara didn't know this. And the next night we go to a Mexican restaurant. 
and we finish up and we get in the vehicle and she said Benny I got to go back inside I left my jacket in that booth and I said no Barbara I'm going to go back and get it I'm just being real with you folks been transparent she said what <laughs> what I said no I'm going back and I go back and give her the jacket by that time she's almost passed out <laughs> but she didn't know the Lord had been dealing with me why don't we just start serving right around us? By the way, this is good preaching. Why don't we just start serving those right around us? And if we do that, we'll be happy. Friend, I trust the message today has spoken to your heart. And if you've never accepted Christ as your personal Savior, I want to challenge you to do that today. It's the greatest decision you'll ever make. And I've often said, it's as simple as ABC. A stands for acknowledge. You've got to acknowledge that you're a sinner. B stands for believe. You've got to believe that Christ and His blood was shed on the cross for your sin. And then C, you simply must confess your sins to Him. I want to encourage you right now to repeat a simple prayer with me. I'll pray the prayer. You repeat it with me if you'd like to accept Christ as your personal Savior. Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. But God, I'm sorry for my sin. I'm so sorry I want to change. I believe that you died for my sin and I confess my sin to you right now. Come into my heart, Lord, and forgive me of all my sin. Now thank you, Lord, for forgiving me. Thank you for coming in to my life. Amen. Friend, congratulations on the greatest decision that you'll ever make. And I want you to know this decision is not based on how you feel right now because God's not a feeling. He's a fact. This decision is based on the fact that you have done what God's Word says you must do to have eternal life. So congratulations on the greatest decision you'll ever make and thank you for being with us today. God bless you and we'll see you soon.